Hey, I just want to give um, a shout out to the person that, um, I just lost my nose, that's really awesome, so this is really going to be the, oh, here we go. Um, the, uh, so Trinity right there, Trinity, stand up, it's okay, you're all right. So Trinity's the one who put that video together. Um, but you got to know, so Trinity, um, there was a time in there where we just got the ability to pray over a bunch of kids and speak into their lives, and, and we really felt like Trinity was the scribe of the trip, and, and, and she had this camera, and she took over like 3,000 pictures of the whole trip, and so I tasked her with this video because she had some ideas about it, and I just said, hey, Trinity, it's all yours. You can do with it what you want, um, but I need it by last night at 6 o'clock. Before would have been great, but when she got back, she turned around, went on a six-hour car ride to Salt Lake City, came back from Salt Lake City, then flew to Texas, and came back, right? So she's on the car playing with all of this stuff and the computer, and I keep texting her, and I go, Trinity, how are we doing? She goes, I'm down to 20 minutes. I go, Trinity, I can't have a video that's 20 minutes. I need it down to five. So I texted her yesterday morning, and I said, Trinity, how you doing? She goes, I'm down to eight. I'll go, great. I'll take eight, okay? <laughs> when are you going to get it to me? She goes, well, I have a soccer game today. I'm like, ah, oh, you're killing me. So I have a soccer game today, and um, uh, so she goes, hey, no worries. I got it. We're good. I get this text message at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and she goes, hey, um, sorry, but the soccer game went a little late. My computer died. I don't have the charger. We're going to get there at like 5.15. Church starts last night at 6 o'clock. I go, great. Trinity, we'll figure it out. She texts me a little bit later, says, Craig, we're running a little bit of problems here. <laughs> we're not going to get there until like 6-ish. So she comes with a computer that's dead. We don't have the charger for it. Her dad is on the way from the charger. I go, where's her dad at? How far is it? He goes, what's well, a minute away? It's six o'clock. Church is starting. I need this video. Right? And so, man, I'm, I'm, you'll, you'll understand why I'm saying all this in a minute. Um, uh, so the dad gets here, we plug in the computer, and then Jeremy back there does his little magic with Trinity, and we get, so we do the opening couple of songs, and then we do the greeting time. We still don't have a video loaded, <laughs> and so right at the end of greeting time, the, the video's done. Yes, the video's done. So part of the message tonight, of tonight, to this morning, is the whole title is, you got to listen, you got to obey, and you got to trust you got to trust. So you're going to hear a lot about that this morning, and I'm really excited to share with you. But because I don't want to bore you with all of my stuff, not that hopefully you're not bored with my stuff, um, I really would love a couple of kids to come up and share with you their experience, right? So Mr. Wong, why don't you come up and share with the crowd what, you, what this has done for you. All right, so the trip was really just a blast. It was amazing to see another country and just, it was a lot of traveling though. We would travel for like two days and then we'd finally get there and then we'd be like, get in the van, we're gonna drive for two hours. And I was like, okay. Um, so a lot of it was spirit led though, which was really cool. So like we'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, I have no idea what I'm doing today, but we're just gonna go for it. Um, so like, I think one morning, 
we were going to go somewhere, and then like, plans changed, we're going to wait here for an hour, and then we're going to go, so I was like, okay, and it was just, it was really cool, though, to like, not have a plan, like, it's kind of scary, but it was just really cool to just, really just be invested in God, and just like, not have a plan, and just trust he's going to deliver us, get some food, the food was great, it was chicken and rice most of the time, but I mean, I can't complain, um, but there was this one one day where we went to the medical mission, and um, there's this little girl off to this corner, and I was like, oh, she kind of looks like she's alone, and like, you know, she's not like doing anything, she's not playing with the kids, so I'm like, come here, come here, and she's not really accepting it, so I finally like grab her hand, because some kids are about to trample her, and then, um, you know, she slowly warms up to me, and then like, you know, soon enough I'm holding her, and she's like falling asleep in my arms, I'm just like falling in love with this kid. I feel like a dad, and, <laughs> um, and it was just it was just crazy because God just really showed me that like you don't even have to talk to someone to love them, and you just have to like be with them and be there for them. And yeah, I think that's, that's great. That's great. You're gonna hear more about Josh's um, experience with that little girl in a little bit. So Trinity, why don't you come up? Hi. Okay. Um, so Craig only, he says I only get two minutes, which is like pretty hard for me because I talk a lot and I'm talking a lot right now. But um, the trip was really great for me. Um, it was like a miracle for me to be able to go there. I raised up all the money and my parents, like they didn't have to put in anything because I got it all from my friends and family. And that was really awesome. And they said yes to me going. And that was awesome. Like I didn't have to convince them or anything, but basically how I like how it affected me was kind of like, I went into this trip and I didn't really have a, like I didn't really like going to church. Like I went to church because I love Jesus and I live through the Holy Spirit and I'm talking through him right now. Like I'm letting him talk through me. And, but I didn't really have like a lot of connections and I didn't have a lot of friends. And I went into this trip and I was like, wow. And I was looking at myself in all these different ways and I was like, oh, I wish I could be strong like Josh. Like he literally was about to not get on a plane because he was in so much pain and then he did it anyways. And then I wish I could be so compassionate like Abby and she's literally the mom of our group and she just has everything we need. And I wish I could be funny like Jason or like so much joy like uh, Ava. And I just, I realized over this trip, like if you look at yourself like that and you view yourself when you're viewing others and you compare yourself to those people, you really don't see what God has for you planned and like what he wants you to do. And so I just kind of realized like over this whole summer, it was awesome because I went to camp early this summer and I'll talk to you guys about it later if you want to hear about it. I'll talk about it all day. Um, And I'll talk about this trip all day. Uh, Two minutes, Trinity. Two minutes. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) But it was just, it was awesome because I just realized like if you have like God's support and he loves you and you love yourself and you have your own support and then it helps to have like support from these people over here and my family and my pastors and everybody in this room listening to me it's just it's really awesome to have that support to realize like how you hold yourself and I guess like when I went there there was this rule I'm I'm wrapping it up okay (laughs) there's this rule where like you you're not supposed to like cross your arms because like it kind of that's how you view yourself, I guess. And like, 
I mean, we all do that here. Everybody crosses their arms. We slouch. And it's just kind of how you hold yourself when you're living through Jesus. And that's just kind of what I gained from this trip. And it was awesome. So thanks. Way to go. <laughs> that's awesome, Trinity. Way to go. All right. Uh, Ty, why don't you come up? Uh, a lot of credit goes to Ty. Um, Ty, when this first came, uh, Ty was all about this trip. Out of all the kids, she's like on board. Not only was she on board with this trip, she helped plan it. She helped buy all the tickets. Not her money, because that'd be weird. But she helped, she helped provide, get all of the information for us to do that. So Ty, you, this is really amazing. Thank you. Hi. So... Yeah, as he was saying, um, I helped plan this trip, and that was really stressful, but it was super amazing for me. I had a lot of doubts, like, right before going on this trip, because I was gone for 15 days prior to the trip, and I was only home for, like, 12 hours before I went on the trip, so it was very stressful for me. <laughs> but the thing is, God wanted me to go on this trip. He made this happen. He made it happen for all these amazing people. He handpicked every single one of our group. And on top of that, he raised all the funds. He gave us opportunities so that way it wasn't stressful and it wasn't a burden for us to get that money. It was work, but it was not a burden. Yeah. But prior to going on that trip, like I said, I was struggling with a lot of things. And like, like a month or so before that, I was talking to Craig, like, I don't know how to pray for people. And I had a super, like, I had a major, major anxiety about going on this trip and because I'm doing a lot of the missionary work and praying for people because I felt like when I prayed, I was just speaking words. I wasn't actually speaking life. I wasn't letting the Holy Spirit work through me. I wasn't letting like God do his work. I thought I was just trying to take control and just say, oh yeah, I bless you. You're good. Have a good day. You know? <laughs> That completely changed on this trip. That has been my prayer for so long, to actually learn how to pray for people and learn how to say and work with the Holy Spirit and say, I can pray for you. Just listen to him and see what you need to pray and see what he puts on your heart to say and how to affect these people. And that was incredible for me because I want to be a medical, or I want to go into the medicine when I get older and he also showed me on this trip, like, because I kind of had them separated in my head. I had medicine and then God. And, like, the, like, I thought I saw a lot of God through, like, the way the human body works. But it needs to be more connected than that. It needs to be where we pray. We pray for people, for their healing, and it, God will give us the ability to help them. Either God will take care of it or we will take care of it. And he's given us that ability and it's so amazing. The amount of amazing, joyful, incredible things that God did on this trip was, I can't even, I don't have time to speak about them. It's incredible. But I just wanted to leave y'all with that. Thank you very much, Trinity. Hey, so as you can see, man, the kids are amazing. Their testimonies. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So my question to you is, this is really off script, but my question to you is, what's your testimony today? What's your testimony today? Right? 
We have some great kids because they went on a trip halfway around the world. So many stories I'm going to tell you about in a little bit. But what's your testimony today? What is God doing in your life today? Because I'm sure that all of you can and have a testimony that can speak to somebody else. All right, so we have one more student that's off script. So Abby, come up here, please. Okay, I suck at public speaking, so bear with me. Um, so as much as like we went to go help these pit kids and these people, they helped us and they changed everything for me. I went down there and compared to us, they have nothing and we have everything. But yet when I went down there, they're happier than I am. And one of the girls, I was like on my knees like helping someone and I got up and the little girl right away started dusting up my knees and helping me. We played this game and I took my shoe off to play and she was right there to put my shoe on for me. They found this little ring on the ground and it was all they pretty much had and they chose to give it to me. And these kids, they just touched my heart. And one thing that happened is we forgot to take a picture after we had left, so Craig's like, okay, everyone, we're going back. <laughs> and I was happy. So the whole group kind of went ahead, and I was kind of hanging back. And then before I knew it, one kid after another, and I was swarmed by 30 kids, and I couldn't move. And they are all saying, Abby, Abby, don't leave, don't leave, we love you. And so I promised that I would see them again next year, and thank you. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm going to kick that right off the stage, so be aware if the microphone comes flying that way. You're right. Um, so many crazy stories. I just want to tell you a little bit about our trip. I titled this message, it's called Listen, Obey, Trust. Listen, Obey, Trust. In Matthew 4:19, it says this, Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. This is Jesus when he first started his ministry, and he's going to find his disciples. And he goes to his first disciple, and he says, Come, follow me. Come, follow me. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I'm a skeptic, if you will. I'm a realist also. And the problem with being a skeptic and a realist is sometimes it hinders your ability to see God really working. Can anyone relate? So James came to me a couple of months ago now, maybe it's three, and he says, hey, Craig, we have an opportunity. How about a medical missions to the Philippines? Because I just wanted to be spiritual with James. I said, James, that's awesome. When is it? He says, it's in two months. And I said, you're kidding, right? Church mission trips just don't happen in two months. It takes a year, year and a half. It takes six months to convince parents that I'm not going to lose your kid in a foreign country. <laughs> and James goes, no, I'm serious. There's an opportunity for us to go to the Philippines and do some work there. So I said, okay. So we pitched it to the youth group on a Sunday morning. And the youth group, immediately 15 hands go up. Immediately. I love teenagers. They have no idea of reality. 
They didn't know how much it was going to cost them. They didn't even have their parents' permission yet. I'll go. When are we leaving? So I said, because I'm a realist, I understood that there's a huge difference between interest and commitment. So I said, we created a, 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 meanwhile, time's going by. We're leaving in two months, right? So time's going by. So we created an interest meeting where I invited all the parents to come. Mind you, we had very little details of this trip. Very, very few. We didn't know where we were staying. We didn't know exactly the flights that we were taking. We didn't really even know the exact cost that it was going to. But we sat in our youth room and we presented this to the parents. And we gave them a deadline of another couple of days that you had to be committed. You had to deposit some money by that Friday or Saturday, whatever it was, in order to be committed because we had to buy flights. This is two months out, probably less than that by this time. Friday comes, that deadline comes, 15 kids are committed to this trip. You got to know that when God wants something to happen, it's going to happen. You got to listen, you got to obey, and you got to trust. But I'm a realist. I have that problem where the, the reality kicks in. And so it, we figured out that it was $1,400 a person. So we had to raise $1,400 a person. I'm a family of four. That's 1,400 times four. So I looked at one of my jobless sons and I said, The other one could have paid the whole way. <laughs> but you got to know when it's God's time, it's going to be on God's dime. I heard that from a really wise man who has teaching me a lot of things about that, about what God does and what he wants us to do. We need to listen, we need to obey, and we need to trust. It just so happens that at this very time, every house in Highland Ranch had to paint their fence brown. Coincidence? So a group of people started painting fences and raising all kinds of money for this trip. We had a pancake breakfast out here for this church. Normally, a pancake breakfast or some kind of cookie like that raises a couple of hundred dollars. This church blessed this group that was going on the Philippines missions trip over $1,100. When God wants something to happen, it's probably going to happen. We just need to listen, we need to obey, and we need to trust. I'm going to say that at least 300 more times before 3 o'clock this afternoon. So we just have to go. So we raised all the money, all 15 kids. I didn't even have to even beg for chaperones. Normally on a missions trip or any kind of youth event, I got to go begging for people to come hang out with a bunch of high school kids and middle school. I didn't. They came out of the woodwork. I had parents come to me and adults say, hey, we're on. Let's go. So 15 kids plus six adults are headed to the Philippines. So we packed up our bags. We worked with um, a, a person here that um, was with Project Cure, right? Project Cure, hope that was right, um, that collected um, medical equipment for us. Because if you didn't know, the whole basis of this trip was we were going to go and deliver medical supplies to an organization in Cagayan in the Philippines because they had a flood and it kind of wiped out their warehouse. And it's cheaper, easier, quicker for us to deliver medical supplies than it would be to ship them. 
And their whole ministry of Nurse Force Global, that's the organization that we met up with down there, is they go into villages and they provide medical clinics to villages that don't really have basic medical care. And not only along do they do the basic medical care, they also share Jesus with them. So we wanted to join them. So that was the two basic missions of this whole trip, was go deliver the medical supplies. So every one of us had a 50-pound bag of medical equipment that we had to carry, and we all had our own personal bag. So that was really the, the goal. So off we went. But before you, i got to tell you how much God really, how much, how much our role really is to let God do his work. We're supposed to trust him. Right? So two months prior, right, I sort of just missed this. So we all so we said yes and we did. We talked to Pastor Bob, right? And Bob is like, okay, he's not totally sure. He's like, How excited are you about this trip? <laughs> and and so so man, many thanks to you two for supporting us on this. Beautiful, love it. And so um we all had to check our passports because you know that your passport has to be valid for six months after you get back, right? It, mine wasn't. No. So two months out, I applied for a renewal. I did not expedite it because I'm a goober face. Yes, write that down. That's a, Yeah. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. No passport, no passport. A week before the trip, no passport. I called the passport office, and they are just so helpful creatures. <laughs> Sorry. You could take that one off the tape. <laughs> you need to listen, obey, and trust. So I finally got a hold of someone, and they said, hey, we mailed it. And so they said it'll be here on Monday. We leave Monday at 6 a.m. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get the mail before 6 a.m. So I just trusted. I couldn't do anything else. What are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? I could have gone down to the post office in Aurora or to the place in Aurora on Friday. But sure enough, passport shows up three days before the trip. How cool is that? God is good. And God, if he wants you to go, you're going to go. There's no obstacle big enough or hurdle high enough that's going to allow you to go. So off we went. We met at the uh, um, airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. 20 people, 21 people, 42 bags of checked luggage and a guitar. Because when you go on a mission trip, you have to take a guitar. It's in the manual. <laughs> it was my guitar. I was worried about it. So we, took, we got to the airport. But let me tell you something, because this is where it gets hard. We get to the airport, and one of the students had a problem with their passport. She got turned away. And I want here to tell you that when life gets complicated, when things happen and you don't totally understand, that's where you really need to dig into your faith. You really need to just be able to listen, obey, and the trust part becomes really very important. Because if you don't really trust that God is good and God has the best for you, then your faith derails very quickly. So for this student, not only for this student, all of us were kind of reeling at the airport. Why God? Why God? Anybody ever ask the question, why God? 
Yes, a lot. I do it. But you just have to dig into your faith and you just have to really claim Romans 8.28 that says all things work for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Not mine. Because if everything were to work towards my purpose, my life would be a mess. And it proven to be sometimes. So that you sometimes, when things don't go what you think is right, it's really an opportunity for you to just dig into your faith. Really deep. So we felt bad for this one student, but she had to go home. She didn't get to go. So we kept praying for her, right? The kids that were still going, yes, we left. We took off. We flew to Seattle. Then we flew to Seoul, South Korea. Then we flew to Manila. And in Manila, we got the opportunity to pick up three more kids. They weren't homeless. They were the Stumbos. So we picked up the three Stumbo kids with us. And then we flew from Manila down to Cagayan. This is where we landed. Abby's doing this victory jump right in Cagayan. Pretty cool. Abby looks really tiny right there. <laughs> it's really great. Okay, and then we landed there. If you really want a picture of the Philippines, here's where we're at. So we flew to Manila way up there. We spent the night in Manila in this really luxurious apartment complex that had no running water. <laughs> James slept on a chair similar to what you're sitting on right now. Really great experience for a mission trip. So we landed down here, and we spent a couple of days here, but this little dot right there is important. That's an island of come again, and that's where we actually went to to do the medical clinic, and we're going to talk about that as we go. But let me just tell you this, and this is for all of us. The responsibility for all of us to listen, obey, and trust is a call for us all the time, not just on a missions trip. Not just when you do the actual mission part of the mission trip. Let me tell you a couple of cool stories. So when we were in uh, Manila and we were uh, getting from the Manila airport, from the Manila apartment complex to the airport to fly to Cagayan, we took like seven or eight taxis because we couldn't figure out. Um, it was that morning, man. We just had to sort of fly by the seat of our parents, our parents, our pants. <laughs> I said that just to say to your parents, man, don't worry. We have your kids. They're not going to get lost. We just threw them in a taxi and said, go to the airport. <laughs> there was an adult with them. Settle down. But the taxi cab that I was in, we got in a really good conversation with the driver. And then at the end of the taxi cab ride, we pulled up to the airport and we just, we just had the opportunity to just pray with the driver. Right there, right there as we were dropping the bags off. How cool is that? Abby mentioned that she fell in love with a little girl, right? Maybe every little girl in the Philippines. But we were at a mall in the, in the Philippines, and this little girl just attached herself to Abby. Wouldn't let go, right, at all. Abby wanted to take her home, and I said, no, you really can't. That's against the law. She, um, she said, it's suggestive adoption, and I said, you still can't do it. Your parents wouldn't approve. <laughs> but Abby fell in love, and we were able to pray with that little girl and her mom in the mall. 
And now we're Facebook friends, right? Or they're Facebook friends. Leah actually talked to the mom yesterday on Facebook and just is still ministering to the people. You got to listen. You got to obey and you got to trust. It happens all the time. You need to do it all the time, regardless of where you're at and where you live and what you're doing. Then there's a student named Erica. We spent a lot of time in the mall in Cagayan because that's where all the cool restaurants are, where we ate rice with everything. You want a meal? Here's some rice. Breakfast? Here's some rice. One restaurant had gravy for the rice, which was really cool. But there was a student because we stood out. We were different a little bit. We had a lot of fun on this trip. It doesn't matter if we were in the mall, in a van, in a taxi, hanging out. It was hot. It was sweaty. We were having fun. There was a lot of joy. So this student named Erica came up to us in the mall and said, hey, she just wanted to know a little bit about us and wanted to know what was going on. So we had the opportunity to hang out with Erica for the rest of the evening there. And she just, we just, we prayed with her and we just, and then the next day I get this message from Pastor Gabe that says, hey, there's this person named Erica reaching out to DCC on Facebook. Who is she? Don't worry. She's a stalker. You're good. You're all right. (laughs) I didn't say that. I said she was a student that we met. How cool is it? that we as a church body can reach out to people in another part of the world. Hmm. So we were in Cagayan for a couple of days, and each morning we had a devotional time. You probably saw it in the video recap where we just got a really a great opportunity to just really speak words of wisdom and knowledge into the students. Such a great time to allow God to just work through and to some people and speak knowledge in words. How cool is that? So then why we're in Kagayan? Because we have to listen and we have to obey and we have to trust. We have an opportunity to go visit some schools. It wasn't on the agenda at all. It just came to us because God wanted us to go. So I got a bunch of high school kids that says, hey, let's go. I am so proud of the group of kids that went because they did not complain at all. And Josh is right. Sometimes we had to wait an hour for a van that got lost in the Philippines somewhere. We're not sure where our van went, but we had to wait for it. But sometimes the the plans changed that you'll hear a little bit later. So we had a, a, um, a little submission, if you will, where we delivered some little first aid bags to fourth grade classrooms in a public school. And not only do we get to deliver the first aid, because we, we were talking about it, here's some first aid, but we got to transition that into Jesus really is the one that we need. So we got the ability to share Jesus with these students. Here's some pictures of the school. So we broke up into teams of two, and we went into each classroom. There are, I can't tell you how many students were in this school. We just went to the fourth grade classrooms. We got to pray with them. We got to love on them. We got to pray. That guy, stay there for a minute. That guy right there is a teacher. So when I asked him what I can pray for, he looked me straight in the eye and says, you can pray because I have hatred in my heart. I said, I can't take care of that but I know someone who can. So me and Raylan, right, or me and um, Brenrick right there, me and Brenrick just did some serious prayer over that dude. You got to listen, you got to obey, and you got to trust. 
that God wants you to do what he tells you to do, and it's going to happen. How cool is that? we got ability to pray over all the teachers and just speak words of just encouragement to them and just love on them. That place was so amazing. You don't care where you live. People just want to feel special. They just want to be loved. And we had a bunch of high school kids that were great at that, reaching out to some kids. It was the most crazy experience ever. Kids just want to be loved on. How cool is that? And then in the afternoon, we went to our next school. It really was a school, but it really was a church. And the church was a place where all these kids met. And this was a school where the kids were a little bit less fortunate. And these were kids that were waiting to be sponsored by Compassion International. They had a caseworker and everything. So again, it gave us the ability, you probably saw it in the video, that they actually were so cool that they had this little presentation for us. They sang, they, they did all kinds of things. It was awesome. And so we, very impromptu, presented something back. The international language is the chicken dance. <laughs> they loved it. Everyone knows the chicken dance. But really, the international language is just love, loving on people. So here's some pictures of that. We were able to pray with kids again. We were able to um, pray over the students and the teachers. But there's really two pictures that I really want to mention to you because I think it's really important. One, I think we're praying in the school. We actually were able to go from their big kind of open area, and the, and the pastor of that church allowed us to go into their classrooms. And so I just wanted the kids to break up into groups and surround that classroom and just pray over that classroom. I wanted, I wanted them to bring heaven down to that classroom. I wanted them to bring a protection cover over that, pla- over that classroom. Man, I'm here to tell you today, we should be doing that in our schools especially in our schools. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. And then the next picture, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and he says, Craig, I just want your group to surround every student and every teacher. Surround them. Pray over them. Protect them. We can't, but I know a God who can. So that's what we did. This picture impacted me so much that I'm inspired to go do that in our schools today. I think we should. We need to surround our students today in our schools. We need to go. I reached out to Abby because she goes to Arapahoe High School. If you know anything about Arapahoe High School, it's struggled as of late, just not unlike any other school, high school, but Arapahoe maybe more so than others. They've had multiple suicides. They've had a shooting incident at Arapahoe High School. So I said, so when I got back from the Philippines, um, uh, I couldn't sleep, right? 14 hours, jet lag. I don't know if that was it or God was just speaking to me. Maybe it was all the above. So I just couldn't sleep and Arapahoe High School just kept, I couldn't get it out of my mind. I couldn't get it. God was just saying, Craig, you got to go do something. You got to go do something. So I reached out to Abby, and I said, Abby, I want the email of the principal because I want to email the principal, and, and I, just want to, I just want to go and pray over your school. So we're going to do it. 
Here's how cool God is. Here's how cool God is. Just this morning, today, Lee and I get this video from Anissa Stumbo, who God is speaking to her, and she's going to have a message for all of you on Wednesday, so you need to come on Wednesday because it's a phenomenal message. It's the same message, that we need to go to all of our high schools here. God spoke to Anista Sumbo in the Philippines about our schools here in Colorado, in Highlands Ranch, and says you need to go. You need to surround that school, and you need to pray for that school. How cool is God? That's good stuff. You need to listen, you need to obey, and you need to trust that God is doing what he does. Well, then the next day, we took a a two-hour van ride, an hour-plus ferry ride to the island of Come Again. And that's where we're going to do the medical clinic. But because we're really trying hard to listen and we're trying hard to obey and we're really trying hard to trust, we had a detour. Because during the time of come again, the government of come again was going under some kind of kind of turmoil, if you will, and the current governor wanted to take, quote, credit for us being there. Who knows how they heard that we were coming? But he wanted credit, so we had to go meet the governor first at come again. So we're all like, okay. Which is really should be our answer anytime God throws a wrinkle into the mix. Okay. So we go to the governor's place. I was going to call it a mansion, but it wasn't really that. Uh, and we wait for the governor. But you know, God gave us the ability to pray over the governor of that island. I prayed that he would humble his heart towards a God that can, that can lead his territory. So it gave us ability to do that. You gotta listen, you gotta obey, and you gotta trust. And then we were going to the medical clinic. So we are a part of the Nurse Force Global, right? Some of our students went to actually help the nurses, that, and these are all volunteer nurses that help this. We joined with an organization in them. It's Nurse Force Global. Kendrick is the kind of the lead guy of that, really great man. Um, and so some of our students uh, were a part of that. Okay, Ty was a part of the medical. She actually dug something weird out of some lady's foot. I don't know. I don't even want to know. Okay, and then a couple people were part of registration. A couple people uh, went around and, and talked to people about hydration. But then the rest of us just kind of loved on the people there. You saw in the video that, man, kids will be kids anywhere you go. They want to play. And they want you to know that you care about them. And so that's what we did. We just loved on kids. I don't know if you went through the pictures, but there's there's Ty digging something out of somebody's foot, which is awesome. I don't know. Okay. Did you go through them all? All right. So you did all that. So then the next day was kind of our off day. Right? We did all this stuff, and so we were back at our place, and in the morning, the kids jumped into the ocean, um, and then we were able to have this impromptu church service, not with just our students and our group, but with the Nurse Force Global people. It was such a great time. Do you know that you can have church no matter where you are? Church is not the building. Church is wherever the Holy Spirit is, and He wants us to worship Him. So that's what we did. So here's the full team that we had there in Come Again Island. 
Kendrick is way over there next to James with the Fila hat on. He's my new international pastor. I told Bob last night, don't worry, you're still my pastor. I still got you, okay? I'm still under yours, okay? But he's my international pastor. We've been talking back and forth. But let me leave you with this. Why is it so easy on a mission trip to do this stuff? Why is it so easy on a mission trip to love others? Why is it so easy on a mission trip to be Jesus? I just want to encourage you this morning that God wants us to be Jesus here, today. Maybe it's because you're so focused on that, because that's all you're doing. And maybe there's a message in there for a lot of us that we need to really evaluate kind of what we do here. We're so easy in our own mind to get caught up in what we're doing. Well, there was this incident in this whole thing that God just... Just, just said, Craig, you got to talk about this because it's the greatest thing ever. So Josh even talked about this little girl. So we were in the medical clinic. Um, this little girl was on the side. Josh noticed her. And so Josh went after her. Isn't it like God the Father to come after you? He wants a bunch of Christians to get off of the sidelines and start getting into the game. The world needs a bunch of active Christians today, more than ever. So it's just like God the Father to come after you, just because it says in Hebrews, he's a consuming fire. And our responsibility is to take steps closer to him. So eventually, you see this picture of this girl holding Josh's hand. Such a great picture. Is your eyes sweating yet? You okay? You good? Need a Kleenex? I'm here to tell you that God wants us, God wants us to come to him. You can't, I'm here, you can't tell, you can't operate out of love and out of something, out of your own. You can start and you can try, but eventually it's going to run out. And you're either going to get burnt out, you're going to get tired, or you're going to get hurt. God wants you to operate out of overflow. And out of the sense that when you, so the next picture that I see is this little girl here. Man, I, this, God just hit me like a ton of bricks on this picture. This picture is straight out of Romans 8. And as soon as I find it in my notes, I'm going to read it to you. Because <laughs> I don't have no idea why I make notes anymore. This is Romans 8.15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we can cry, Abba, Father. God wants you to climb into his lap, and he wants you to love, and he wants to love on you. Because the more that you do that, the more you experience, go back, go back, go back, go back. The more you do that, the more that you experience God's love. And the more that you experience God's love, the more that God tells you who you really are. Notice 
That girl didn't have to clean up. She didn't have to go take a bath. I'm not even sure that exists there. She didn't have to do anything. She didn't have to get new clothes on. All she had to do was come. Maybe God is calling all of us that all we have to do is come to the Father. And then we work out of overflow. Man, we need to listen and we need to obey and we need to trust. And then let me just close with this. Worship team, you can come on up. Because it also says in Romans 15, 13. And this is my prayer for all of us. Many of you want to hear more about this trip, just go talk to anybody over there, and they would love to share some experiences with you. You can talk to me. I would love to share it. I'm so proud of these kids. Such a great thing. So oftentimes you go to mission trips, and you often hear about crazy miracles or things like that. Nothing crazy happened like that. But oftentimes, if you really look back, not often, when you really look back at our trip, the whole thing was a miracle. To get 15 kids through multiple airports, me, I don't even know how many times I told all the adults, they were sick of me going, you got to count your kids, you got to count your kids, you got to count your kids. One of my worst fears is leaving a kid somewhere. So you got to count your kids, you got to count your kids. Right? But there was a miracle after miracle. We checked 42 bags. All of those bags made it everywhere. We had no problems at all. At all. Minus the one student who couldn't go because you just got to trust God. But everything was a miracle on that trip. Man, I'm here to tell you, you often have to chase the healer, not the healing. But I want to leave you with this, and then we're going to do communion. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer to you this morning. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, so that you'll overflow. So we're going to take communion. And I think every time I stand up here in front of you, I say this to you, and I just want to exhort you a little bit that just don't do communion because that's what we do every week. I appreciate Bob and Gabe and and the vision that God gave them about communion and the fact that we ought to do it every Sunday. But let me just tell you this. If you're doing it just to do it, don't do it. Wow, that that was great. Someone should write that down. Man, I want you to take communion because you really come to the table and you do what it says in Corinthians. You do this in remembrance of me. You do this in remembrance that Jesus Christ came and died for you so that we can live with him. It's so much better than that. We do this because when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain was torn in two and it gives us free access to God open so that when you're wanting to yes you can clap God is good so that you can 
You can climb on God's lap. And it's because of Jesus that you could do that. Man, I'm, I'm, oh, I got so much in here that just, it's going to, I'm on a, I'm a volcano. Do you realize, here's a, here's a great story, parents, it'll, it'll, you'll be totally cool. That, that island that we went to is called Fire Island. You want to know why? There's over, there's nine volcanoes on that island. Or more. How cool is that? So we're like, pray for, we don't have an eruption. The whole trip was a miracle. Here's my question to you, and I promise I'll be done. Maybe, I don't know. What's God telling you today? What's God telling you? You need to listen, you need to obey, and you need to trust. So as they sing this song, man, I just encourage you, Pastor Bob and Gabe are going to be up here. They're going to serve the elements here, right? You can also self-serve at the cross just like we do every Sunday. But again, put some thought into it, right? What's God telling you this morning? Listen to him. Spend a few minutes, a few seconds listening to God. And let him speak to you. Because I'll guarantee you he does. And then take communion. And then take communion. May the God of hope fill you with peace and joy so that you will overflow. Why? I didn't even read the last part of that. And I encourage you to look it up. It's in the book of Romans in 15. It says, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not us. We can't do it. I know I can't. I've proven time and time again that I fail consistently. But it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, man, when you take communion today, man, let, just, just let God speak to you. Do communion out of, out, of, out, of, out of thankfulness and out of the fact that God loves you so much. Man, we got a prayer team that, that, that is a very active prayer team. And if you would like to pray with somebody, they would love to be in the back. If you feel gutsy enough to come pray with me because I would love to pray with you, then just bring me aside. I'll be back there too. God is good. God is good. So let's just pray. God, we just come right now. We say thank you because you are good. We... we we just recognize you as God. Father, so we trust that you are speaking. We trust that you love us. We trust that, that, that you are good. We just want to listen to you, God. We want to do what you say, and we want to follow. So let us do that. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.